Kia ora. Welcome to Rhythms Podcast, a father and son conversation around the daily rhythm of reading the Bible in community, partnering with the Holy Spirit for connection and growth. Hey, we're back. We are on episode two of our second series. From the, on the book of John, the Gospel of John, from chapter 12 to 17, which is a really integral uh, part of our journey. And so, uh, but before we get into that, I'm Elijah Burden, as usual. Uh, yeah. I'm, your, I'm your host, your podcast host, and I'm here with my dad, Paul Burton, um, who has got a, the wealth of knowledge, don't you, Dad? A little bit here and there. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we've been on a journey, yeah. uh, well, all my life, as Mm. But we've been on a journey. We've both uh, been pastors yeah. and leaders in the church and thinkers and, mm. and, and studiers of theology and, yeah. and just lovers of Jesus more than any yeah. of that. And we are having a conversation. The point of this podcast, yeah. just to remind us all, I know a bunch of us are here from United Neighborhood Churches. Mm. So hi, good to see you. And there are also a bunch of us that are listening from around Aotearoa and the world. Just a sprinkling at the moment, but uh, that's really encouraging, mm-hmm. and you're just listening in. So I want to remind you that we started this podcast to give context, to give a sense of discussion and thought, and just the hope is spirit-led conversation around the Bible plan that we, we have as a church. So um, we, as a church, we're a church of churches, a community of communities, we have these neighborhood churches that are between 10 and 25. And uh, God has taken us on a journey, as many of you know, as Unite Church, to move away from a service model where one person speaks to many and moving to a a neighborhood church Mm -hmm. model where we see the gifts of all light up, where we see from young to old engaging around the Bible, Mm -hmm. that we see this moment we become communities of prayerful love. We engage around the word, the hope is, not, not the have to, but the hope is daily. Or as we, you know, daily as we go along our life, that we that the word becomes centered to us, that we are people that rely heavily on the Holy Spirit, and that we are people that engage in the command that Jesus gave us as the church to love one another as he has loved us. Mm-hmm. And so this is where this podcast was born out of. Yep. And so I approached mm-hmm. Dad and said, Hey, let's have this conversation to help mm-hmm. essentially, I guess, turn the Sunday and because our Sunday morning gatherings aren't preacher led. Mm. they're community-led, yep. they're facilitated. Yeah. So we thought, oh, but we also truly believe in preaching and we believe in teaching. And I don't think God's take, I don't think that has changed in, in, in the sense of um, God calling people to help frame things mm. for us to apprentice under Jesus well. Mm. And that's what this podcast is for. We want to help you apprentice under Jesus well. Yes, yeah, man. We're looking to just help to um, see some things in Scripture, yep. put some things together, talk about the story we're reading in John 13 today from the just, just connected into the big story of yes. God and, and hopefully we'll begin to see how, how our story can be found in his story. Yeah. And that, that's an important way of putting it too, it is. that we're learning as apprentices of Jesus that our, the story of my life is found in in God's story. Yeah. And, and I learn to change myself or I allow him to change me so I can be part of his story because his story is bigger, better. Yes. Uh, it's eternal, not time-bound. And, and it's also full of his spirit, mm. which is a good thing. 
I love that, yes. uh, Dad. And yeah. that, yeah, absolutely. So, um, let's let's pray to get into this. Let's do it. I will just say for those of you, yeah. Um, yep, always encourage you to contact us mm. at Elijah at unitechurch.org.nz or at Paul at chasingtruth.nz. That's right. Got yeah. it right this time. <laughs> That's the first time I yeah. got it right. And um, yeah, encourage you to contact mm. us with any question, comment. Mm. Uh, yeah, if you want to join a community that's that's sharing around the Bible together. Um, and also for, for those of you listening, I always just want to encourage you. Um, the reason we're doing this, we want to grow as apprentices of Jesus. We want to see the kingdom of heaven mm. come on earth as in heaven. We were that, That's Jesus' wish. And so yep. we're doing this because that starts with us, yep. our hearts. And um, uh, yeah, yep. it's, it's, it's our focus. And that's a good thing. Mm. And these are not days to be lazy <laughs> about our relationship with God. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, these are not days to be casual Christians. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there isn't really any such thing as a casual Christian. Yep. These are days to be fully focused on on who God is and mm. how he's at work and allowing that to be that which shapes our life. And we will discover, if you haven't already, that it's a good thing. It's a freeing thing. It's a, it's a dynamic thing. It isn't stuck in a box. It's flowing. And, and I found God is incredibly patient with us, yeah. but he's also persistent yeah. in calling us and leading us to grow, to be men and women of faith and love in Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Yeah. So faith, let's plunge in, shall faith we? Faith expressing itself in love. Yeah. Absolutely. Lord Jesus, mm. Thank you that you're present with us as we record this podcast and present with every listener. And uh, God, you are calling those that don't know you into relationship. You have lots and lots of grace for that. And you're calling those of us along the journey to grow. Your grace is growing in us. Your spirit is growing in us. And we can trust you. And we love you. And we ask, ask that your Holy Spirit would be present as we listen. But we wouldn't just listen. We would um, walk in obedience as you've called us to. Yes. And um, yeah, I just pray for the church across the world. I pray for your church, that we would love one another as you have loved us and that the world would see that we are your disciples. Yes. And Father God, as we've considered many things uh, looking at these verses, Mm -hmm. uh, my prayer is that we do not share uh, what seems interesting to us um, or even is good information. But we're sharing today the words that you can use or that you desire to use to inspire hearts Mm. with faith in Jesus Christ, faith in the church, faith in who you are and what you're doing today, that that things will come alive in people's hearts as they listen to these uh, words that we speak because they're your words full of your spirit who brings life. And so, Father, just help us to not say what doesn't need to be said today and to say what you have for us to say this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So we're going to get straight into John 13. We are. On this podcast. John 13, verse 1. How would you like to do this, Dad? Do you want me to read just verse 1? Just verse 1, and then we'll pick up, like I think it's verse 2 to 17. Absolutely. And so on, so... Got some context there on, on Exodus and yeah. Passover. Here we go. John 13, verse 1, and I'm reading from the NIV. It was just before the Passover festival. 
Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Mm. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Yeah. Yeah. So the significant um, word we want to start with there is the Passover, isn't it? The, yep. And so this is Thursday night. Uh, Jesus will be crucified on Friday. So this is close. And, and this is an annual festival that's been going on since Exodus. You can read it in Exodus chapter 12 that's right. when there was the first Passover. Yes. And, and when that first Passover came, it was prophetic of this moment. Mm. God was speaking not only to the people then on how to get, how he was going to bring them out of Egypt, he was also prophesying this day mm. when the Lamb of God, God himself would come as the Lamb who would take away the sin of the whole world. You know, so we're listening for what the Spirit is saying. And and as we read things like the whole story back into Genesis, Exodus, we're reading about Jesus. And even going before that, we could read about Noah. And it's not quite the same form of Passover. It's sort of like a a rescue mission through a boat, but it's a similar story in that it's God rescuing people Mm. from um, the curse of sin and death that's on the world. And so... I just want to get into that. I felt good just to talk about two verses at the end of chapter 12 because they relate to that part of that verse 1 where, where Jesus where it says, Jesus knew that his hour had come. Mm. Verse 49 and 50 in chapter 12, For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me has himself given me a commandment yeah. what to say and what to speak. And I know that his commandment is eternal life. So the word of God is eternal life. The word of God brings eternal life. The word of God brings life to the spirit of man and to the eternal life. The word of God that was spoken out by God before the creation of the world is that by that word with the spirit on it, created yeah. the world we have. We know that, Psalm 33, 6. The mm. whole stars came into creation by the word mm. and by the breath of God. And Jesus is referring to that word. Mm. I know this commandment is eternal life. He's talking about these words God has spoken yeah. that will come into being. And as they come into being, they bring about mm. eternal things. Mm. And we know um, that Jesus knew the scripture. Yeah. We know that by reading things like Luke 2 when it says when he was a 12-year-old, his family took him down to Jerusalem and they lost him for a while and they had to go find him. And he was sitting talking with some of the uh, people like maybe myself and others who have been considered experts on the Bible. I'm not an expert expert, but been reading it for quite a few years, a few decades and done some study on it. And he's discussing scripture with them. And people are amazed at the questions he brought up mm. and the answers he brought. As a 12-year-old, mm. he, was, he knew Scripture. Mm. So one of the ways we know that Jesus knew what the Father had commanded him is he knew Scripture. Mm. He had read about the Passover yes. and something in his, so the Holy Spirit helps us to know how to understand Scripture. Yeah. And, but he, not only there, he could read Isaiah. He could read all about himself in Isaiah. Mm. He can read it in the Psalms, Psalms that are talking about him. He can read about, he read it in Mm. Scripture. And so one of the reasons we dig into Scripture like this Mm. is we'll read about ourselves as sons of God. 
We'll read about who God has called us to be and what God has called, how God has called us to live. We'll read about how God is going to work in us to enable us to be that person. We'll read it in Scripture. Mm. And so we read the Scripture mm. and then we know things in our spirit. Mm. And then we trust God that they'll come into being as we walk with them by His Spirit and our obedience. And even, I mean, just to take us back to Exodus, it, it shows us yeah. that, like I agree with you, we can see ourselves in that, but yeah. all, there's also, I think sometimes in the West we overly see ourselves in Scripture. And I think that uh, yeah, yeah. there's the, you know, the other part of it that I think is really beautiful is this big meta story. Yes, yeah. So, you know, Exodus is a part of, this story from Genesis through yeah. till now, and there's this story of redemption, the story of God's desire for partnership, mm. God's desire for us to enter into his love yes. and be a part of his uh, purpose to, you know, and, and, you know, to create and yeah. to, and, and then seeing that break of trust from Adam and Eve. And then we see through Exodus, what I'm really intrigued about in this Passover that we see Jesus come to again is this, this theme of uh, shalom versus empire. So I don't know if you've heard it like this before, yeah, but I've yep. listened to um, a podcast, a Baymar podcast, better give some reference there. They've talked a bit about this. You get this empire right now, Pharaoh and this empire oh, yes, of yep oppression of yeah. more, more, more of yeah. this inability to say enough and limit. Yeah. And, and then you've got in the middle of this empire, human greed, mm. ambition and drive, you've got God's call to rescue from that. Yeah. And you've got God's desire for redemption. And when you're a part of his redemptive plan, you're a part of laying down your life for others. Yes. Yeah. And there's this, you see yeah. this in Passover and you we see do. this. Yeah. Now with Jesus, yeah. and we talked about it. Um, and when you talk about Passover, then and what, what happened there is God told each family through Moses to take a lamb. So it was one lamb for one household. Mm -hmm. Significant one lamb for one household. Yeah, and they would take the lamb and they would. Why is that um, significant for one household? We'll say it in a moment. Okay, eh? right. And so he would take the lamb, and they at twilight, in between the day and the evening, they would take this lamb and prepare it. Obviously, they killed it. Uh, its blood was taken out, and they painted the doors of the household with the blood. And and that night, there was going to be a... a um, well, death was going to come through the land, and wherever there was blood, the death would pass over. Mm. Death would not land. It would pass over. So this angel, the Bible, the English Standard Version, calls it the a destroyer, uh, which the, the word means a corrupted one, a perverted one. I just can't see how it could be an angel of God, one of his. No, it, it, what, it, what the picture I think it's more accurate is, is God allowed the death that was there to have more freedom than he normally allowed it. Uh, Romans 5.17 uh, says, For if because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness mm. reign in life through mm. the one man, Jesus Christ. So he's saying, when we came into Jesus Christ, we came out from under the reign of death, mm. we came above the reign of death, and now we reigned in life. And so the picture there is that since Adam mm. and Eve rejected God, 
and made a decision to try and live from their wits mm. rather from faith in God uh, and build empires that serve themselves rather than live in the fellowship of God and the giving and receiving. We could unpack that even more. Yeah. Death came in and reigned over yeah. earth. Yeah. And so since then, we see the scripture talking about God rescuing us from that reign of death. Mm. He rescued Noah. He rescued mm. Abraham. He rescued, and we see that off the Isaac story. Uh, he rescues from that reign of death. He's rescuing here in Egypt and the Passover. Mm. And then finally he came to Jesus and said, now this one lamb for all people mm. the, the, the will rescue all people who come into him. So it's like the picture of Noah and Passover together give us this picture of the ark. It gives us a picture of coming into. Mm. We come out of into. So the Noah and his family came out of the world they were living in into the ark and it rescued them mm. from the, the death that reigned over the planet. Passover, they went into their houses, they put over the blood and there was a passing over and it rescued them from the reign of death over the world. But Jesus has come as the culmination of all of them, the one who gave meaning to all of them. And as it says in Ephesians, he was crucified before the foundation of the world. So there's something eternal going on mm. on the Passover. Mm. So he becomes an ark. So we can come into Christ. It's mysterious but real. And in that place, we are rescued mm. from the reign of death. And now we reign in life, mm. Romans 5, 17. Uh, and, and in him, his blood now is the covering of mm. our life. And so, so when the angel, it, it passes over us. Yeah. Uh, and so the, what's significant is there's only one household of God. Mm. Mm. So all believers who come into Christ come into the one household of God, the family, mm. the shalom. Yeah. of God, the, the one peace, the one family, the one household of God. And, and that's the same as saying the kingdom of God. Mm. We don't go household of God, then go off to the kingdom of God. No, the household is the same as saying the kingdom of God and talking about King David. The scripture talks about King David and talks about him and his house. Mm. It's not talking, to, it's, it's talking about the same thing, the reign and the fellowship and the kingdom, mm. uh, the household. So one lamb, Jesus, for the one household. Yeah, great. The Passover, one lamb for one household. Then mm. after they, the lamb was eaten, had to be eaten all up, uh, they had to wait. Mm. This is in Exodus 12. They had to wait. And, and they it must have known something was coming. And a certain time that night, after the um, judgment came on death, the angel of death came as judgment and and there was a moment where they were then told, get up and go. Mm. So they received the blood. They waited. After the judgment came on, death came, mm -hmm. they got up and left. Mm. And we see this played out with Jesus. Right now he's at the start mm. and death is going to come on the cross. Mm. And there's going to be then a, um, from in Egypt, the time in probably a very short amount of time. But after that death, there's a gap of 40 days and there's reasons it's – 50 days to the, from, from the Passover to Pentecost, and then there's going to come when the Holy Spirit comes, and then they get up and go mm. and live as the household of God yeah. in a different way. So there's, there's these neat sort of pictures there. Let's say, let's move uh, on. We've to got into two. that quite deeply, but it gives Here us a go. context Absolutely. in the story. Here we go, verse 2. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. 
Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing Mm. and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, You do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Mm. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord summoned Peter replied, Not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Mm. Jesus answered, Those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean. And you are clean, though not every one of you. Mm. For he knew who was going to betray him. And that was why he said not not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Mm-hmm. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Yeah. I um, I love this story. Yeah. This is such a beautiful it is. picture and significant picture of what love mm. looks like and that mm. the Lord of all creation, like... Mm. It's easy when we've heard these stories to lose the incredibleness of... And the simplicity. And the simplicity. Yeah. Yeah, because it's actually yeah. not... There's not a, there's not a complex no. meaning to this story. No, it's simple. And, and it's actually in itself yeah. a small thing. Yeah, yeah. It's just a small thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not feeding 5,000 people. No. Uh, it's just washing his disciples' feet. Yeah. And yet in the, the simplicity and the, the, just this little story, mm. Jesus is teaching his disciples very profoundly mm. and it, by example mm. what love looks like. Yeah, that's right. And, and there's a verse that um, I think is relevant to this whole chapter, mm. uh, Galatians 5, 6. Mm. And in the NIV, it says, in the second half of the verse, the only thing that counts, or what counts, uh, I may have got my quoting slightly wrong, but but it's saying this is the meaning, what counts, the only thing that counts is faith expressed in love. Mm. And and what I, I see here, in the way we read this and, and the coming out of 12 and to here and reading on, is Jesus' faith in his Father. Yeah expressed in love towards the people he's with, to the people God's given him. In in the end of verse 1, he says, he loved them to the end. And all of us have thems in our lives. It's one of the questions that actually we need to ask is what is our them? And God, who who is my them? My thems, yeah. And I think particularly for those listening uh, from United Neighbourhood Church, but actually from anywhere, We don't commit to an organization. We don't commit to a service. We don't commit to a volunteer role. We commit to other believers. That's right. Yeah. And so the question is, who are those other believers? And what is 
washing their feet look like yep. in this moment. Yeah. So he's, he's shown us. He'll say, oh, what does it mean to love people? Well, here you are. Uh, here you are. Yeah, there's no mystery. It also talks about some deeper things, doesn't it? Uh, not just some um, – I don't really like the deeper words. Sorry, guys. It talks about some uh, – it, it just gives us a bigger picture. Yeah, One, uh, Jesus knowing, verse 3, that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God. The more or the better we know God, the more humble we walk on earth. The better we know God, the more humble we walk on earth. It's not like the better I know God, the more elevated I am on earth. Mm. No, the better I know God, the more humble I am on earth. Mm. And the less I will cling Mm. to the the, the things of the the temporary things of this world. Because I know what I have in the Father. Yeah. And it's alive in me, and so I can have things or not have them. You know, I've come from God. I was born from above, the Bible mm. says, not born, uh, you know, like born again. It means to be born from above, born once from my parents, born again, born from above. I've come alive with the spirit of the eternal Father, the spirit of Christ. Now I have the life of heaven in me, mm. and I'm going there as my eternal home. And so that is the the trajectory my life is on. And that's what Jesus is showing us about sons of God, Mm. being apprentices of Jesus, that Mm. we live in this world lightly. And and so we can do, you know, we can do things like Jesus did. Not a problem to be humble. Not a problem Mm. to do something out of order, something Mm. that he shouldn't have been doing in that place. Uh, Washing feet was a customary action. Uh, Was it extraordinary? I'm guessing, I don't know, I reckon they'd already had their feet washed. That custom had been followed, they had come into their house, their feet had been washed as normal. You wouldn't go and lie down. Well, it'll just be messy. Why would Peter say, don't wash my feet? Oh, my goodness me, I forgot my feet aren't washed. No, Jesus isn't doing this because it hasn't happened. He's doing this to make a point that I, Jesus, the one you look up to as Lord, the one you look up to as teacher, is here, not only that person, I'm the one who washes your feet. Mm. There isn't a hierarchy in the kingdom of God. Mm. Uh, there's not, you know, better people and lesser people. Uh, the honour is equal all around. And and, um, and I was... think he's making a point to them because yep. he knows that the spirit of this world, the spirit of, you know, empire, yeah. Well, they've already seen some hints of it in the stories, you know, who will be the greatest in the kingdom of God? And every time he comes back and says, no, just be like those who will minister to the little children. And I think we and, see that yeah. we see that in the Trinity. You know, yeah. There's no hierarchy in the Trinity. No. The Father, the Son, no. the Spirit. I think yeah. we project a hierarchy onto the Trinity because yeah. it's, we can't handle life without hierarchy. Yeah. Uh, but there is no hierarchy in the Trinity, which is mind-blowing to us because we're like, Yep. How does that work? Because hierarchy is always about love. ruling over. One a, a different right. one level of the hierarchy is the ruler over another level. It's interesting you made that comment because I'm not sure I agree with you that it hadn't happened, but I'm not sure that matters. Yeah, I well, think that's con- is it conjecture, projection? Conjecture? Oh yeah, it's only conjecture. It doesn't matter. It's not. It's not uh, partial. Not. not it's not real to the story. Disagreement in the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And so, but the issue here, right, he's saying is. You're not in hierarchy. You can recognize that I'm your teacher because I am. You can recognize that I have some leadership over over this realm of the kingdom because I do. But that doesn't mean I get to rule over you. 
And I think this is part of it because he's also said that it's not that this is out of place for him. It's that this is a part of like Jesus, what Jesus brings as God yes. coming as man. You see this in Philippians 2. I, yeah. um, I, I love yeah. this. I want to just read Philippians 2 out um, because I think yeah. it, it sums up. It's like, so I'm just, I'm just Googling Philippians 2. Um, because it sums up, Paul sums up yeah. what Jesus is doing here. Mm. He says, uh, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, yeah. who, be, who being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used yeah. to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself mm. nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness mm. and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, mm. even death on a cross. And we see not only this is the Lord that we serve, yep. he's, he's our servant king, yeah. but he also shows us the way to go. Yes, yes. And and, and one of the shifts or the, um, the, the sort of transformation that we've seen and, and some of us have felt it in our spirit and some on the journey are sort of seeing it, but you know they quite haven't got it, but that, that's up, the Holy Spirit's at work. Mm-hmm. Is this, um, we realise that many times we were more focused and intentional on running great churches and it becomes consuming because it really is, particularly with all the compliance and all the effort and all the energy that goes to running great services and, we assume, and great systems and great yeah, structures. And we assume love. And we assume love. And we, but what we're yeah. wanting to say is we want to take these words like this one's in Philippians and the ones we're going to read at the end of this chapter, some of these statements, and we mm. want to put them in the centre and say, okay, nothing can take away from these. Mm. This must be the highest vision we have mm. as the body of Christ, mm. as apprentices of Jesus. Mm. And, and if the busyness of running great services and, and organising great institutions of church is going to take all our time up so we can't get around to it, we want to simplify how we do church to make sure the time is there goes into these things first. It is a deeply transformational view of being the body of Christ with Jesus, with the Father, in the Holy Spirit, on mission with the Father, mm. that, that it's no longer trying to attract the world by a great service yep. and trying to get people in through great systems. Mm. It is we want to be people who look like Jesus yeah. and who reflect how Jesus related to people because that's what he asked, it asked us to be. Yeah. That's what he's invited us to be. Yeah. He's asked us to come into him and to be like him. And... And then we just go, whoa, impossible. And then he says, you've got the Holy Spirit. Nothing's impossible with God. So we say, okay, it is impossible, but I can't turn away from it. Mm. I can't turn away from it. I have to sit there and believe for the Holy Spirit to do some miracles in me, in us, that we start to be people who, who, in, who re- increasingly reflect the church that looks like Christ is still walking on earth. Yeah. And, and that, that's these verses he's saying is one of the things why we have. 
There's no pretension. Uh, it's not about me, who rules over who. It's not about who's the boss. Yes, we can recognize the roles that God's put people in the body. We we could look at verses like First Corinthians 12. I think it's around verse 22, where he says, you know, he talks about how the, the we honor the least part of the body the most, the hidden parts more. The sense of just don't honor the seen and obvious parts, like us preachers and teachers. Honor the least parts more. Or, you know, we could, we could you know, Romans 12, 9, he's showing, you know, love and honor put together. Mm. And Jesus is doing that. And so we, we can move on, I suppose. I love In that. the middle of there, he, he's, he's this little interaction with Peter. Yeah. You're clean, but you still need more cleaning. His feet need to be washed. Um, later on, he's going to say that all of them were clean except Judas. I don't think it's because he missed Judas's feet. He might have, but I don't think so. Yeah. And I don't think it's because of Judas's B.O. Uh, I think he's talking about heart. <laughs> Ted, I think you made a joke. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's talking about heart. So yeah. here we've got to understand he's not just talking about feet. This He's actually talking about there's an ongoing work yeah. of the cleaning of the Holy Spirit. Verse 7 to me is significant. What I'm doing you do not understand now, but after you would understand. I find as I submit to the pruning work and the cleaning work of the Holy Spirit, much of it is about me trusting God of what I don't understand yeah. yep. so that in the future I can understand more, mm-hmm. which means that un- that that understanding doesn't lead to faith, yep. but faith leads to understanding. That's a great line because that is something that we get confused about. Yeah. And then yep. the sneaky little voice of pride that says, if I just have another course, yep. if I just, and it's not that those things are wrong, but if our intention mm. is to puff ourselves up with knowledge, yep. exactly. Yep. I think I'm, I've heard someone say, that I don't, and I found this helpful, I don't believe in God because I read the Bible. I don't believe in Jesus because I read the Bible. I read the Bible because I believe yes. in Jesus. Yep. And that yep. they sound yep. similar, but they're not. No, we don't have faith in the Bible. That's right. We have faith in Jesus according to Scripture. That's right. According to Scripture. So we don't belittle the Bible. No. It, it, and, and we started off saying we need to know the Scriptures. But we put, it yeah. to, we put it in its place. Yeah. It's not part of the Trinity. Yep. Did you know that? <laughs> it's not? Uh, <laughs> yes, I did know that. Some people we we uh, want to read on because we want to uh, get to the end. That's right. Here uh, we go. The last couple of verses, and, and they've got a lot of weight on them. That's right. But yeah, uh, we love the last verses. We have to get to them. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Verse 18. Let's carry on. I'm not referring to all of you. I know those I have chosen, but this is to fulfill this passage of Scripture. He who shared my bread has turned against me. I'm telling you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe that I am who I am. Very truly, I tell you, whoever accepts anyone I send accepts me, and whoever accepts me accepts the one who sent me. Yeah. Can we just pause there? We can. And, and just to quickly highlight, Two thoughts. Um, it's just the obvious, isn't it? If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Mm-hmm. Faith is always the obedience. Yep. Faith is always in the obedience, not the knowing. Yep. 
not the intellectual intellect. It's in yep. the. It becomes part of how I live life. Yep. I'm not speaking of all of you. I know whom I've chosen, but but the scripture will be fulfilled. And and we're just going to keep talking about that as we go through these chapters. Scripture will be fulfilled. Yeah. And so one of the things I want to do is know scripture better, and so the Holy Spirit can help me to know what He's wanting to fulfill. Mm. in my life and in me and in our lives together. And then I'll know what to be focusing on, what to be giving myself to do like Jesus did. Uh, And so it is involving the Holy Spirit, but I need to know Scripture. And the challenge for us is some of us run ahead of the Holy Spirit. We run ahead of Jesus. Um, And so we we end up, I'll figure it out. And God's like, no, 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 walk with me. And some of us just sit down. And we call yeah. it waiting upon God, but that's not what waiting upon God is. It's yeah. actually Jesus hasn't called us to sit down, sit down and wait, and he hasn't called us to mm. run ahead. He's called us to walk with him. Yes. Yeah. To sit, uh, walk, and to stand in the, in the spiritual yes. realm against the demonic things. But sitting the in Christ is, is walking with him, yeah. right? Yeah. Sitting with it Christ is. is going about my day, asking the mm. question, um, in the spirit, if yep. Jesus was me, born at my time and my gender and my job yep. with my who my personality, what would he do today? Yes. How would he respond to this? And, and scripturally, I'm reading the scripture. So how do I obey this scripture? Yep. Um, so so we're going to read one at the end. That's you know a big command. Yep. But the question: How do I obey it in my world? Yep. And so how do I obey this washing the feet thing? And my family, and my church fellowship, yep. uh, or with the random person I meet at the street, even how is my attitude towards them and my action yep. towards them reflect what Jesus taught me and shows us here? It won't necessarily mean I carry around a bucket of water and a, and a, and a sponge and a towel. Oh, and no, because this was a customary practice, and and, and so and it's the spirit of I'm not above. Yep. I have a gift to offer. I have some resource to offer. I just give it away as necessary and in And the question life. you're asking, I don't think can be asked without community of faith. No. We're all called to community of faith, but we'll get to that. Here mm. we go, verse 21. And just, just one more thought there. Truly, truly, I say to you, verse 20, whoever receives the one I send receives me, and whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. We see this unity. Mm. When we come to believe in Jesus, the Bible calls it says we become one with Him. Yep. This, this is this is mind blowing. This unity—it's not going in between my world and His world. Mm. It, it's not a dualism. It's not two things. It's a one thing, and I live that one thing out in my world. And of course, we discover the unity includes the Father and the Spirit, and it includes other believers and the world itself. And we see this from John 12 to 17 over and yep. over again. Yep. Hey, let's, let's go to 21 here. Yep. So after he had said this, Jesus was troubled in spirit. It's a beautiful moment. Even God himself gets troubled yep. in spirit and testified, very truly I tell you, one of you is going to betray me. Yep. And it's not Jesus' humanity that gets troubled. It's his divinity God weeps for us. They're all of him. Yeah. But I just I'm responding to the <clears throat> critique that people go, oh, when Jesus feels emotional, that's his human side. 
Uh, no, he's, he didn't have sides. He didn't have sides, no. <laughs> and that's part of what we should have been talking about. This idea of unity. Jesus was the Word become flesh. He was one. He didn't. He wasn't flipping between yep. um, he human God, spirit. human yeah, God. Right. No, he, he was uh, He was who he was. Not yeah. half spirit, half man, fully man, yep. fully spirit, yep. fully God. Yep. Here we go. Uh, one of yeah. you is going to betray me. His disciples stared at one another at a loss to know which of them he meant. That's so profound to me. I always yeah. think that Judas is going to be this evil-looking dude. You know, yeah. oh, you know, we all know it's Jesus, Judas because he's just like, you know, he's yeah, we've the, seen it. <laughs> yeah, we can see it in his eyes. He's got those red eyes. His disciples stared at one another at a loss to know yeah. which of them he meant. Yep. One of them, the disciple whom Jesus loved, was reclining next to him. Simon Peter motioned to this disciple and said, "Ask him which one he means." I don't know why Peter didn't ask Jesus himself. It was, it was quite a, it would have been an intimate There we go. Love it. Yep, there yeah. you go. Leaning back against Jesus, he asked him, Lord, who is mm. it? Jesus answered, it is the one to whom I will give this piece of bread mm. when I have dipped it in the dish. Mm. Then dipping the piece of bread, he gave it to Judas, mm. the son of Simon Iscariot. As soon mm. as Judas took the bread, as soon as Judas, yeah. Judas responded, same, Satan entered into him. Yeah. So Jesus told him, what you're about to do, do it quickly. Yeah. But no one at the meal understood why Jesus said this to him. So even then, even after this dialogue, since Judas had ch- charge of the money, some thought Jesus was telling them to buy what was needed for the yeah. festival or to give something to the poor. So they obviously were all like, oh, no, Jesus, Judas is great. Yeah. He's fine. And as soon yeah. as Judas had taken the bread, he went out mm. and it was night. Yeah. And we don't, we don't say too much more about these verses for, for today. Yeah. Uh, but just to feel them. Yeah. Allow ourselves to feel them, to feel Jesus' heart troubled that someone is going to make a choice that brings death, not life. And and let's not talk about good, bad, right, wrong. It brings death, not life. The choices of faith before God are the choices that bring either death or life. And and you can see that consistently through Scripture. So if you read it, let me just give one thought about this. The the empire or the community of Shalom. So you've got Judas here starting with the empire. That's right. Rather than the The redemptive story. The Shalom. The family, that's right. It's the empire or the family, right? And we just don't conceive how a simple household Mm. family type meeting of 13 people. All on one side of the table. Could change the entire world. Yeah, nuts. And undermine a complete the, the, the complete empire. We feel we've got to go for the top, but God doesn't do it the way. But the thought of, I just wanted to bring up this Satan entered him. And James 1 says this, verse 14, or verse 13, mm. that no one, when he is tempted, and Judas was being tempted, mm-hmm. tempted by money, he'd been approached, he was tempted maybe by desires to, some people think he, he was a zealot related to the more people who wanted to have sort of a military takeover from the, the, the Romans and they, he wanted to flip Jesus to become a, you know, put him into a corner and then he would rise up and become a champion military leader uh, that he didn't want him to die, but he wanted to push him. Who knows? He was tempted to do something that wasn't from God, mm. but it was from the empire spirit, mm. and it was going to release death, mm. not life. The tree of knowledge of good and evil, not the tree of life. Can I cut him for a second before you read yeah. that? I was just thinking, 
what we see here in, in the other characters in this chapter, Jesus, Judas, Simon, is everyone seems to have a picture of Jesus and Jesus just ignores people's yep. perceptions of him. Yep. He doesn't fit them and he doesn't, like, and it makes me think, oh man, how many of us have perceptions yeah. of Jesus? So like you said, Judas yep. had a perception, so did Peter. So did Peter. Peter had to walk into surrender. Judas yep. chose not to do that. So keep, Peter keeps walking out of his and into Jesus. And even before we talked about this idea that Jesus, that right. the human side of Jesus, the spirit side of Jesus, you know, that isn't the Jesus of the Bible. Nope. Uh, that's a different picture. That's a different Jesus. And so it's either an immature picture of Jesus, an ignorant picture of Jesus, and if we don't allow God to grow us out of it, it becomes an insolent, stubborn picture, which can lead us into a bad place. But we're not, yeah. Which is the question to all of us. How, how are we allowing ourselves yeah. to understand that we don't have the full picture and that God is continually growing our picture of who he, he is? is. Mm. So you got that verse to read. Yeah. Well, just because it, it, it's, it's strange. It's Satan entered him. Yeah. And, and then he went off and did um, the evil deed yeah. uh, that he thought was a good deed. Yeah. But, well, we think he might have. Let no one say, James one thirteen, when he is tempted, I'm being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. God has the, it seems to have the ability just to pause and hold back a little bit and allow sin to do its own thing, and, and then say, there's my judgment. And... Uh, his judgment, as Jesus said in John 12, is, I don't need to judge you. you. Your actual way you hear and respond will bring judgment in itself. Truth is always true. I can ignore it. It's still true. I will all, never break the truth. I will always be broken on the truth because truth by nature is always true. And if we don't get it right, it does judge us. You know, God doesn't have to come in and make a special thing happen. But I want to quickly finish here. I don't want to take too much time. Each person is tempted when he's lured and enticed by his own desire. So temptation draws on something in me. It lures something. It entices something of a desire in me. Verse 15. So that's not sin, by the way. Hmm. No sin here yet. Just I'm feeling... I'm thinking a thought, I'm feeling a feeling, no sin. Then desire when it has conceived gives birth to sin. And sin when it is fully grown brings forth death. So what happened to Judas? Somewhere that draw, maybe I need to push Jesus. Maybe oh, this bit of money will help us. Maybe, you know, surely Jesus can get out of a fix if he gets it. I don't know. Some th way of thinking and feeling in him was leading him in a direction, yep. somewhere it conceived an action. Yep. Somewhere it conceived, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. I'm now going to go to these people who have asked me to betray Jesus and do it. I'm The sin, it gave birth to sin. That's when Satan enters, mm. I think. Yep. That's when we have given license to Satan to come and become a leader, a, a, a ruler over our life. You know, Satan couldn't come in until Judas conceived the decision, the action to go. If Jesus at that moment had decided, I'm staying at the table, the feeling stays the same, the thinking stays the same. I really would like that 30 pounds, 30 lost of silver, but I'm not going to go. 
I really feel like I want to push Jesus over the edge to flip him to become a champion and to rise up and become who I believe he really is, but I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to stay here at this moment. I feel like I want to go, but I'm not going to go. Um, the action was the sin and where Satan enters. When we choose to take a line of action that is not from God and it leads yeah. to death. And that's probably enough on that today. No, great. So take hope. Uh, guys, choose to receive the grace of God rather than reject yeah. the grace of God. Let's move on to verse 31 because we're getting to my favorite. Yeah, we just want to get to those last two verses and spend a few minutes on them Absolutely. to finish Absolutely. We're going to finish on yeah. 35, aren't we? Yes. Yeah. When he was gone, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified and God is glorified in him. So now, not before. Yeah. But now the Son of Man yeah. is glorified. If God is glorified in him, God will glorify the Son in himself yeah. and will glorify him at once. Yeah. My children, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me. And just as I told you, just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now, where I am going, you cannot come. Yeah. A new command I give you. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, yeah. if you love one another. Yeah. And then, just if, it's just because I want to land back on there, but it's hilarious that then, then it goes, Simon Peter asked him, Lord, where are you going? Yeah. Yeah. Let, let's just pause for a minute. Did you hear what I just said? <laughs> a new commandment I give unto you. Yeah. Just, just put down the top there, eh? um, verse 31. Now the Son of Man is glorified. Mm. He's glorified in his obedience to the Father. Yeah. And, and this is one of the threads that flows all the way through these chapters. So where what is glorious. the glory of God? In the obedience. Yeah. He knew what Scripture was. He's obeying it. He knew what the Father would said, and he's obeying it. In his time, in his place, in the right time and place, he's obeying it. And, and that's, that's it's pretty simple. It's not always easy uh, because our old life sometimes is, but I don't want to obey God. I want to be like Judas. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't seem right to me to obey God. It's not the way I was. It's not the way I think. It's not the way I feel. I'm a different sort of person. You know, God's asking me to be, no, Jesus simply, I know what the Father said and yeah. I'll do it. What, what Myers-Briggs type do you think is the die on the cross type? Yeah, or four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, sorry, it's just not no, Myers-Briggs to die I'm cross. not an expert on Myers-Briggs. No, I'm just being yeah. silly. Because yeah. it's no one's personality no. type to, sur to surrender, no. to, to, to decide to lay down your life for others. And, and it's the picture of that God's given us all the way through. It is the picture because of love. Because Abraham, take your, that Isaac and put him on an altar, and then here's the lamb I've provided. So then you see the ram is Jesus Isaac is us. Are we willing to trust God with our life and our death? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, mm -hmm. and, and Nebuchadnezzar, and, this, and, and Daniel 3, and this massive idol, and this massive furnace. We're not going to bow down and worship it. Uh, we'll serve you. We'll work hard. We'll be diligent, but we won't worship this. And our God is able to rescue us. And if he doesn't, he's able to rescue us through death. 
uh, we still wouldn't worship you. And uh, we just want to let you to know that we didn't fail. You know, this is the principle of the, this, this gospel. Well, we and it's where glory rests. That's right. But let's get on to these two verses. And he comes and he says, a new commandment I give you. We need to feel the weight, don't we? A new commandment. Shoot. You have many, many, many commandments. You have the Ten Commandments. I've already told you that the Ten Commandments are summed up in two commandments. Love the Lord your God of all your heart, soul, mind and strength and love your neighbour yourself, both of which are quotes from Leviticus. And responses to Pharisees. That was, yes. a, that was, a, that was a response to a question. Yes. And so, so they're there. We, they're, they haven't gone away. Um, it's, it, when God gives a new commandment, it doesn't cancel the old commandments. It completes the old commandments. Yes. It's like a commandment in which the old are summed up. Mm. I can, not, not concluded in that they come to an end, yep. but completed in that. Oh, so that's how we can keep the commandments of God. So in my teaching growing up, uh, the focus has been the greatest commandment and the focus has been the great commission. Yep. And it seems to me that they hinge off this and we just yes. kind of move all the way past it. Yes. It's, you it, realise you can't do the great commission. Without this. And you can't do the great commandment without this. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is this is not about us um, achieving something. He says, he says, a new commandment I give unto you, love one another as I have loved you. And then consequence of this, not the achievement of this, yeah, good. the consequence of this, by this all men will know you are my disciples. Isn't it interesting to see that mission is a consequence of, of discipleship? Yes. Of being an apprentice of Jesus. Mission is a consequence. It is a consequence, by the way. It's not like we go into a little huddle and build a little wall and hide from the world. We live this out in the world, and it's a consequence of living apprenticeship to Jesus in depth in the Scripture, mm-hmm. digging into the Scripture, working it out with one another, yes. allowing the Holy Spirit to be the teacher and the, and the, the change person within us, yes. trusting what he's doing, he says, the mission's going to happen. So, so we, we absolutely believe in mission. Because the context of this is not, like the context of this is still the Great Commission. The context of yes, this passage yep. is still, hey, I'm calling you to be uh, believers in me. So the context of this is still worship of Jesus. The context is still the cross and resurrection. Yes. So, hey, you know what? My body's broken. You're now in that. And now being in that, you're not alone in that. You're in that with other, That's other right. believers. Yep. And you're, you're in in me, in the world that will not last forever. That's right. And, oh, shock horror, you're in the context of mission. Yes. You you, that's your context. Yeah. Like your context is not to be separate from the world. So, so it's not that we read this out of the context of no, no. We, see. we read it in the world we're in. And, but uh, but yeah. we see a landing mark here. It seems to me that Scripture, and we'll see this in another chapters too, and I, I, would, I would argue this strongly, it seems to me that this is the one thing we're asked to do. Yes. Yeah. Many different ways we could do this. Yep. But this is the one thing. And, and it's the clear statement. And um, it's not ambiguous. Yeah. Uh, there's lots of ways we can unpack what it means, and a lot of scripture would speak into that. Yep. We could just start telling stories from scripture on what it looks like to love one another, uh, what it looks like to love as Jesus loved us. So, so it starts off with a, you know, as I have loved you. It starts off with a God focus. It starts off with 
How did Jesus love me? Well, he loved me by being obedient to the Father. He loved me by loving the Father with all his heart, with all his soul, with all his mind, and all his strength. He fulfilled the great commandment. He loved me by knowing Scripture inside out and, and obeying it. And let's be the like in the disciples, when he was saying this, the thing they would have been thinking about the most in that moment was the washing of the feet. Yeah. So that would have been their immediate context and, and the breaking of the bread. And the breaking so, of the bread. So we see this moment that they would have been, it, it would have been kinetic. What's that word? Like it would have been, they would have felt it. There was yeah. sense that would have been right there for them. They, their feet would have been something maybe still a bit you. wet. You know, like, yeah. oh, this is, this is the love. Let love lead. Jesus shows us this is what mm. it looks like. And they haven't seen the fullness at this moment. No. Well, John was writing this after the fact. That's right. So he did. Yeah. But the the Passover lamb yeah. Yeah. and John 1, uh, 19, I think um, John the Baptist said, Jesus, the lamb, come, the lamb yeah. of God. Yeah. He is the lamb of God. He is the Passover lamb. Yeah. The eternal yeah. Passover lamb. We talk about some people these days, they talk about the ancient paths. Um, a better, another word for the ancient paths is the eternal paths. Yeah, great. And and so this this is the eternal work of God to lay down His life for others. Mm. And so what did Jesus do? He loved the Father. Yeah. He obeyed the Father. Yeah. He lived on earth as one with the Father. Yep. So so the great commandment is fulfilled in this uh, th- this commandment. It begins there. So we we start with God. Love starts with God. First John, you know, we love because he first loved us. And so I've, I've got nothing to offer you if I haven't started with God. And so can I say for us, you know, listening, because this podcast is framed around those who are, agree with the worldview of the Bible and mm. who want to follow Jesus. Uh, what are you known for? Yeah. And what is your community known for? Your community mm. of faith. So are you in that community and what are you known for? Mm. Because it's not even just you personally. Uh, are we known for our love? Yeah. Do people go, man, you really love one another? Yeah. Or are we known for our offense? When you think of your church, do you think of how much you love each other? Or do you think about how, oh, that pastor does that and that person's really annoying yeah. and this and that? And yes, love is messy. I mean, can I say in the journey we've going mm. on, I, I personally, uh, this is a really challenging passage for me. Because when you really journey with people up close and personal, mm. slow, simple, yep. and small, it's, it can be really hard. Love's mm. really difficult sometimes. Yep. It costs you. Yep. It costs my pride. It costs my uh, time and energy. It costs, it, I can't stay in yes. self-pity for long. Like, but yep. also, I have to engage into th- in relationship yep. where things don't always go right. And I have to decide what I'm going to do. Do I decide I'm going to cut off relationship or do I decide I'm going to, like, what does that look like? I think Mm. it's messy and it's committing to people. And that has a scariness to it, I think. And and it's how did Jesus love us? That's right. He loved his disciples through offense, through misunderstanding. He loved Judas to the end. To the end. He loved him to the end. He didn't stop loving him. He loved him to the end. And and so he loved the one who betrayed him. He, he loves the one who misunderstand him. He loves the ones who, who, who love him and he loves the ones who don't love him. He, you know, some of the ones who are enemies today are going to be our brothers in Christ tomorrow or maybe, you know, in a few days or in a few years' time. They're going to be like a Paul who was hostile against the church, but then he got saved and became a brother. So we love our enemies as if they were our brothers because we have faith to believe that they could become our brothers. And, and as we know, there's, there's just those three 
parts in this that this help us to see it. Yeah. I love as Jesus loved me. It begins with God. Yeah, I've got to live with a posture that everything in my life begins with God. It begins with his love for me. It begins with how I'm learning to give and receive in my relationship with God. And, and that's a whole bunch of stuff. But it doesn't begin with me. It begins with God and it begins with me being transformed by my relationship with God. And then it goes into my relationships with one another. Love one another. Those who I'm in a, a family type relationship with in Jesus Christ. An extended family, a household relationship in Jesus Christ. And that's what church is what church is. And can I say, yeah. one another is not just other people. It's a relationship of people. Yes. So, so allow the challenge to sit in your heart. Who are you? Who is your one another? Yes. And how are you committed to yep. them in Jesus? Because because that is the church. Who are we laying our lives down for? That's right. Who are we putting aside something we thought was all about us? Yeah. Because the Spirit of God is leading us to make it not all about them. It's all about Jesus, but it's for them right now. And there's two passages that um, are very te- speak maybe practically to this. Yes. Well, speak one speaks very practically in, in Matthew 25, 40, you know, mm. it, he says, as you did to the least of these brothers, mm. you did to me. Yeah. Practical things. You gave them a glass of cold water when they were thirsty. Mm. You did something for yep. them when they needed it. They ended up yep. in prison for their faith, but you were supportive. You visited. You took care of their family while they were in prison or whatever it was. It's like as you did practical things to meet needs, practical needs in the lives of the least of these, your brothers, who you are doing life with and know you did for me. Yeah. You loved one another as you loved me. And you I consider mine. You who did not do that, you thought you were in, mm. but you weren't. It's incredibly challenging. Right. Passage First John 3, 16 to 18 says the same. This is how we know what love That's is. Right. You see a brother he has a practical need. You look at yourself, oh, I have the ability to meet that need. Yep. And you do it. So one, this verse is, there's, there's a, we let God love us. We let God love us. We yeah. let God tell us who we are. We let we don't let pride stop from when he says, you're my child and I will forgive you yeah. and I will keep forgiving you and washing you clean and yeah. I will restore you. And you go, and let me work because yeah. I can see the best in you and I want to yeah. bring out the best in you. And you're actually someone of value to me. And you and, have something to offer. And you have something to offer. And and mm. I will not leave you. I'm close by yeah. and I will, and you can find strength in me anytime, mm. anywhere. Yeah. And so there's this, God, I'm going to let you love me. Yeah. I'm not going to stop that. I'm going to receive me. what you have for me. And, we, and, and in that, yeah. like when you let him love you, that's relationship. Mm. This is going to grow. And from the spirit place, I, I'm really intrigued with some people seem to be more, I'm going to say, quote unquote, spiritual than others. No, we're all spiritual. Mm. Let's just get away from that. We're all people of the spirit when we are born, when we respond. Yes. By leading. When we let God love us, we are people of the spirit. And then we walk into this place of who are our one another's? What does it look like for mm. us to be devoted to one another? And mm. the challenge here is, let moments of love turn into relationships of yes. love. Let uh, believers in Jesus, followers of Jesus, uh, are more about commitment than they mm. are about than they are about consumption. Yes, and, and it's, it's it's we're contending for something here too. We're not here to get something. No, we're contending for a community where where there is a 
fabric of love going through. We're, partnership it's, it's, of love. It's not just what's in me yeah. and what's in you. It's what's going on between us. us. We're joined by the, in something. You know, the unity of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Bear with one another yeah. and be patient with one another. Bear with yeah. another love. Keep this unity, Holy Spirit. There's something going on between us. But it has, like you said, it, it, it's tangible. It's, yes. It's like that cup of water. Uh, it is a word of encouragement. That's right. It is prayer for. Yep. It yep. is sharing the spiritual gifts we have with one another, not just keeping themselves. And it's not about us. It's about the blessing there, but it is also tangible That's right. as well. And we and begin to support each other as we go. That's something I've noticed in community is one of my friends in my community of devotion is a doctor and they're on mission. I'm not a doctor. No. I'm not on mission in that way, yeah. but I am. Yes, I'm with them in that. Yes. Not only do you carry the Holy Spirit with you mm. on mission, you carry your church. Yes. And you carry those you're devoted to. And so, yeah. but not only in like a, a vague way, yes, in a deep spiritual way, but also in a practical way. Yeah. I pray for this person. Yeah. And I'm thinking about them and I'm holding them in this place. Yes. God, they're a missionary and would your, will be yeah. done there. We hold each other there. And sometimes that might mean that I, mm. you know, might help look after their kids or mm. this or that. Yeah. It flows out. And in this way, the world will see. And, and I'm responsible for my um, giving love, <laughs> not how I receive, not how others are giving it to me. Yeah, but I'm also responsible in how I receive the love. I am responsible for how I receive it. And, you know, and I live in a situation where I am receiving yeah. of other people's um, love. Yes. And, uh, and all of us are in one way or another. Sometimes uh-huh. it's more obvious. Yep. And God leads us in different ways. And I, want to, I just want to, we're going to finish up here. Yep, great. And there's two thoughts that are, I think, really significant to think about. Yeah. One is from Matthew 7. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, mm. but the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. So when Jesus says, I did what the Father commanded me to do, that's what he's talking about. He did the will of the Father in heaven. I knew the Father. I know scriptures. And I and, and he was a spiritual man. He was born of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And so they all come together. And that's how I live my life. Mm. Father, Scripture, Holy Spirit, me, that's how I live my life. That's how I love people. Uh, But the one who does the will of my Father in heaven, on that day, many will say to me, Mm. let's listen, Lord, Lord, did, did we not prophesy in your name, cast out demons in your name, do mighty works in your name? And then I'll declare to you, I never knew you. I wonder if what he's saying is, I didn't see my love. I didn't see the love I had for you coming out of you to people, to one another. I don't know you. Mm. And, and you say spiritual is love. Mm. The Holy Spirit has poured out the love of God into our hearts. Spiritual is love. Yeah. It, it is it's, it's love one another. And and the, the, the last thought or the finishing up for it, great, by this all men will know you, my disciples. Mm. We live in a nation where we feel and see the obvious place of church both shrinking in size and in influence. And in my lifetime, my ministry lifetime, there was a marked shift. Mm. Um, We can statistically track Mm. the decline Mm. of those who claim to be Christians, who state they're Christians. We can see the decline in the um, the church world, we have some great anomalies that have popped up. 
So there's some ex some positives there. Yeah. But overall, the general picture has declined. But what's even more marked is we've seen how more and more the world has just discounts the presence of the Christian Christians in their midst. Mm. The loss of influence is even more marked. And, and to a large part, we're responding to that with an empire mindset. How do we yell the truth at people? How do we woo them with our um, establishment? You know, and that could be great buildings, great services, great productions, and, and there's nothing, they're not right or wrong in themselves. Mm. But is the secret, if we were to look for a secret, not a secret, how are we, are we loving one another? How are we allowing the Holy Spirit to do a sanctifying work in our spirits yeah. so the result is yeah. we feel compelled to love others as Jesus loves us? That is who we are becoming. That's the sort of person I am becoming, the sort of person who, mm. who, who it's natural to love others as they, as Jesus loves me. Great, it's become my aspiration. It's become my desire. And, and I like the line you've brought is, and I may never get perfect at it, but I want to practice it. Yeah. And I want to believe that through this, God can reach people for his kingdom. That's right. So come along with us as we practice this. We, like you said, from our heart to our hands, we practice God perfects. Mm. 1 John 4 says no one's ever seen God, but when we love one another. Yeah. Which is interesting because John 1 says no one has ever seen God, but we see God in Jesus. Yeah. But then 1 John says no one has ever seen God, but we see God in, in us. the body of Christ. Because we are... Yeah, and, so, and this is how God's doing it. And so our, our, so this our, is our cry answer. is, God, yep. we're on mission. Yeah. And it is missional for us to love one you, yep. one another, as you love us. Yep. It's missional for us to grow up in knowing how you love us. Yep. So we're mature receivers of your love, mature sons of God. It's missional of us to be intentional about loving one another as you loved us. Yeah. And, and we, you know, we're on a mission to save a lost world. Mm. And so we want to do it according to Scripture. Which means to love. There is Scripture to be fulfilled in our days. Awesome. I'm going to stop us mm. there. That's a great line. So just remember as we finish, uh, let's not get caught up on empire. Jesus did not get caught up on empire. No. He was about family. So if we could oversimplify it, we would say, uh, I encourage you, let let our mm. apprenticeship to Jesus happen in family yep. rather than empire. Let's be people that do this in the grassroots. Yep. Let's have revival and reformation and restoration and redemption mm. from from the bot between the, the one and others. From the what between the one yeah. and others. So we're going to stop there. We're going to talk more about this in the coming weeks. Come along with us, join the ride, uh, Aroha Nui, and uh, yeah, we're praying for you. Awesome. Mm. See ya. Thanks for listening to Rhythms Podcast. Remember, you can find the Bible plan for this week at unitechurch.org.nz. We'd love for you to join us as we practice the daily rhythm of reading the Word and opening our hearts up to the authentic love and person of Jesus Christ. If you want to get a hold of me, you can find me at Elijah at Unite Church. 
www.org.nz and paul at paul at chasingtruth.nz Aroha nui. <laughs>